All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible, Book by Book. I am Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Joel. Uh, Joel is a, a book that's a little bit difficult to, to date. Um, he doesn't give us a, a reference point with, uh, like a lot of the prophets, uh, where they would tell us what king was ruling when they were prophesying. Joel doesn't do that. He doesn't name uh, any rulers. He doesn't name anything um, that we can clearly pinpoint um, through other scriptures. Um, and so we, we tend to uh, revert to uh, what's happening historically, what's he referring to, and, and try to make some uh, educated guesses as to when he was prophesying. So what we have concluded is that he probably was prophesying um, around 750, maybe 800 B.C., um, in that he is prophesying about the uh, coming invasion of the Assyrians um, that is uh, threatening Israel and is also threatening Judah. Um, but because of uh, Hezekiah's faithfulness, um, Judah avoids being um, uh, conquered in, in that attack. There was an attack of the Assyrians on Jerusalem that uh, was uh, supernaturally um, uh, avoided or supernaturally prevented, uh, God himself intervened in that scenario. Uh, whereas in Israel, they were conquered by the Assyrians and they were exiled. Uh, so we believe that Joel is prophesying um, ahead of that event. And uh, his main um, theme is the day of the Lord. And how he gets at that theme um, is through the illustration of a swarm of locusts. And so uh, what you would understand as you read through in, in, in chapter 1, it, it's all about the swarm of locusts and how they're destroying the land and how they're um, causing you know great amount of havoc on the people. Um, what you see is that whether this is a um, literal um, fulfillment or, or a literal, literal event, uh, or if it's an illustration of, of, um, of an event, it, it really doesn't necessarily matter. What, what the point is that a natural disaster would cause a great amount of uh, havoc. It would cause a great amount of turmoil and uh, concern and, and anxiety because uh, in those days, in, in that place and um, many places around the world at that time, uh, they had what was called a limited goods society. Uh, they lived um, very, very frugally. It was subsistence uh, lifestyle. It was uh, give us this day our daily bread was a very literal thing. Uh, you worked for your day's uh, wage, which and you got paid on the day that you worked because you needed your pay uh, to buy the next day's food, uh, just to live, just to survive. Um, and so they depended a great deal on... Um, the, the agriculture and the fruitfulness of their land and uh, all those things. And so if you had a natural disaster that disrupted uh, that flow, um, it, it was a, a very life or death situation. Uh, people would um, die in, in the intervening times when they were in a uh, place of, of uh, lack of food, lack of um, goods. Um, if they couldn't get food uh, or, or daily needs met, um, people would die. And so it was a very serious issue. And a swarm of locusts coming in and destroying whole crops um, would have been uh, something that would be very devastating. And so uh, what Joel does is he illustrates um, the issue of 
when a natural disaster happens or any type of, of life circumstance um, that uh, God permits to happen in your life, uh, the, the, that causes disruption, that causes uh, fear, pain, or anxiety in any way, um, the point is that God is um, calling your attention to your need for him. And, and that's really the ultimate issue, that this is a... Um, a, a bad situation, but it's not as bad as it could be. And the issue is that uh, we need to turn our hearts over to the Lord. So Joel illustrates that through the swarm of locusts, but the, the scenario is this. It's bad, worse, or worst case scenario. The natural disaster is bad. Uh, the next worst case scenario is what Joel is uh, prophesying about, warning his people about, which is a, uh, an invasion of people, an invasion from a foreign invader, uh, the, the people of Assyria coming to destroy the land, coming like a swarm of locusts uh, to not just take the crops and the goods, uh, but also to destroy buildings and, and cities and people. Um, and, and so he's warning about a, another worst-case scenario that uh, if they don't turn their hearts over to the Lord, then there's going to be a judgment that's going to come that will be far more devastating than a natural disaster. Um, what we know from history is that the uh, southern kingdom, Judah, and the kings of Jerusalem uh, were able by faithfulness, and especially King Hezekiah uh, is the primary uh, character in this scenario, uh, that uh, turns his heart over to the Lord and through repentance and through faithfulness uh, avoids the uh, assault of the Assyrians. They do come to Jerusalem. They, they put a siege on the city, uh, but God supernaturally intervenes and uh, spares them of that destruction. And so uh, in the other case, in Israel, in the northern kingdom, they don't avoid being destroyed. They are um, exiled and conquered by the Assyrians. And so Joel, um, we're dating Joel sometime before that event, uh, that he's warning the people, because as you read through Joel, what you see is that he is declaring from the Lord that if they will turn to the Lord, if they would turn their hearts over to God, and they would fast, and they would weep, and they would mourn for their sin, um, that God would respond in love and faithfulness and in protection, that he would spare them of the calamity. Um, and so uh, that is the, the warning that it, there's a bad scenario with a natural disaster. There's a worst-case scenario uh, with a, an invasion of, be, of humans, of people. Um, but then there's the worst-case scenario, which is the day of the Lord. So the day of the Lord is when all grace is removed and God himself um, pours out judgment in supernatural ways. Um, and, and part of that you would see in, obviously, the days of Noah with the flood or Sodom and Gomorrah and the outpouring of fire and brimstone um, and things like that where God is pouring out his wrath on people um, directly. And uh, there's, there's no where to hide. There's no survivors. I mean, it is a, a definite... Um, judgment of God that people want to avoid. And so when you read through Joel, what you see is that um, the people are warned that these uh, natural things, whether it's natural disaster or invasion of, of a foreign enemy, um, are simply 
um, God's way of drawing people back to a right relationship with him so they can avoid eternal punishment. Um, and so the day of the Lord is actually um, uh, something that is, is characterized as, as God's final judgment, that when Christ returns, uh, we're going to have the day of the Lord where uh, everyone who has not called on the name of Christ will be judged. And so what you see in Joel, one of the most famous uh, passages, is uh, when he talks about uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all people, that he's prophesying uh, about the uh, day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all people, and that anyone and everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will receive the Holy Spirit as a uh, deposit, as a guarantee uh, of their salvation, which means that uh, they will uh, certainly um, not undergo the the punishment or uh, what we call the condemnation of the Lord. That even while we may experience uh, pressures and difficulties in this world, that uh, we may be persecuted, that we may experience um, all kinds of pain and suffering, um, ultimately what we have is a promise of reward in heaven for all eternity. Um, so as you read through Joel, what you see is that the theme begins to shift toward that promise. So it begins with warning, um, and it goes into the um, issue of the day of the Lord, and then it finally um, comes back full circle to the promise and the grace and the glory uh, that will be experienced in that final uh, era, that kingdom of God, of, of Jesus ruling on the earth. And so the final chapter uh, of Joel, chapter 3, is all about the eternal kingdom um, and how we will have um, uh, all the, the blessings that God always intended um, through the indwelling of his Holy Spirit, through the uh, manifestation of God's presence, and everything that has been harmed is going to be repaired, and uh, there's a, a wonderful blessing in that. And so Joel is a very interesting book because it, it warns, um, it, it uh, gives a strong indication of of uh, upcoming prophecy. It's both near fulfillment and far fulfillment. Uh, what you see in, in many uh, prophecies is that there is a, a near fulfillment, which means that there's a, um, <coughs> a fulfillment that is um, temporary or, or it is uh, a, uh, it's a kind of fulfillment that people can experience in a minor way um, but then the ultimate fulfillment is uh, when Jesus returns. So the minor fulfillment um, is that uh, when the Holy Spirit is poured out uh, on the day of Pentecost, uh, then we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the blessings of that. And the, the final fulfillment, the ultimate fulfillment, um, is when Jesus returns and uh, he rules and reigns on the earth and that uh, all wickedness is conquered for all time and that uh, all those who have called on the name of Christ uh, will rule and reign with him um, for that thousand years and then um, on into the eternal state. Um, and so that's the, the book of Joel. It is um, worth your read. It is uh, easy. It, it's, uh, it's only three chapters. Uh, and so I would encourage you, if you haven't already, go ahead and read that all at one sitting and enjoy your Bible book by book.